welcome, or welcome back if you're one of the few who have listened previously. Last time I'd just started university as a mature student, found wonderful congruity with my first ever lecture being exactly a year after my wife's death, and had just discovered the Mature Student Society. I attribute a major factor to me not only completing my degree, but doing well in it, to that wonderful bunch of misfits. University can be a lonely place, uh, made all the worse by being also a busy place. Having people to hang out with was not only pleasant, for me I think it was completely vital. The mature students that I met, almost without exception, had overcome some sort of adversity in their lives, and university was, directly or indirectly, an outcome of that. Messy divorces, illness, bereavement, mental health battles, and more. Uni was our two fingers up to it all. It was our chance to shine, and in many cases, our chance to breathe again. My time at uni was punctuated with plenty of hard work and plenty of hard partying as well. Almost by accident I became president of the Mature Student Society after a year or so and despite the disappointing lack of interns and limousines that went with this particular presidency, uh, it did mean that I got to organise the social events. I say events, it sounds very grand doesn't it? I think from memory all but two of them were nights out on the town. This meant I could choose dates when the grandparents could have the kids for the night leaving me footloose and fancy-free, either to get the train home or crash on a sofa in a student house somewhere. One of the most memorable of these times was going out the night before a second-year marketing exam, so pretty important as it counted towards the final degree. I was only supposed to be going out for a few drinks, but it ended up longer and messier, literally, as I found myself playing drinking game cards in a mate's student house, with his housemates and a few random others, I was staying there, but I couldn't have gone to bed even if I'd wanted to, as the sofa we were sat on was my bed for the night. From memory, it finished before it got light, but only just, and I did get a few hours sleep before a difficult stumble up the hill to the uni campus, where several coffees and numerous snacks somehow got me through the last-minute checking of my notes before the exam, which, thankfully, was in the afternoon. It didn't seem to impair my performance, though. The marks were as high as all the others. This led to a dubious theory that I seem to hear from lots of different student sources, that there's apparently an optimum amount of alcohol for doing well in an exam. Something about relaxing the nerves or unlocking information in your brain. Anyway, reports varied between one and three pints, but I never did see any peer-reviewed academic evidence supporting it. It was a time of making new friends, many of whom are still friends today, and of delving deep into my subject. I was doing a business degree and loving it. I loved the research element, I loved discovering what theorists of the past had proposed and what other theorists had counter-proposed. I loved the intellectual stretch that writing essays and doing projects at degree level required. I guess I, I was more aware of the benefit and the huge privilege of going to university than... I ever would have been had I gone with my peers at the age of 19. I found myself in many kind of pinch yourself to be sure this is real moments in lectures with, with just the most amazing academics, feeling truly blessed to be there. 
I am aware that this is not necessarily typical of student feelings, but for me, it awakened the latent desire for knowledge and understanding. I also discovered the pain and the pleasure of group assignments. Now, the very best of these were where we could choose our group members from across the cohort, not just from the, the limited choice in a seminar group. And when we could do this, we had a kind of dream team of mature and, and not so mature students who all brought something to the table. And those study groups and the healthy academic debate that helped forge our work was just what I imagined university to be like. We did so well whenever we were able to conduct group work together that we christened ourselves somewhat tongue-in-cheek Team Awesome. We even have a WhatsApp group with that name to this day. I need to stress, though, that this is the first time I've told anybody that outside the group. The name was purely for our own consumption and in no way meant to be big-headed, although we were awesome. The very worst of group assignments were where you were grouped at random with students of varying level of commitment and ability. So a typical group like that would have that one person who you only ever saw when the group was first formed in a seminar uh, meeting, uh, and then you never saw them again. They didn't go to any uh, group meetings, they didn't come to any seminars, uh, they were just a name. Then there was that person who came to all the meetings but had to have the work squeezed out of them like a blood from a stone, and only provided that when the deadline had almost arrived. Then there always seemed to be one who was very keen and produced reams of work, but it was clearly plagiarised straight from the internet and so had to be rewritten, or they produced work so basic and irrelevant as to be virtually useless. And then there would be two others, me and one other, who would get together and do pretty much all the work, it seemed. Anyway... For me, university was more than a place to get a qualification. It was a kind of rebirth, almost. A chance to reinvent myself and to unlock my love of learning again. I acquired and read books, lots of books, textbooks, books on social economics, game theory, leadership styles, and, and so on. I met and became friends with all sorts of people from all sorts of walks of life, including a few on-off relationships, which were on reflection, a way of cleansing my soul and continuing my sort of rehabilitation, I guess. I joined an online dating site and had a few dates from that as well. They were pleasant enough, and a couple of them developed into something that lasted a few months, but none of them endured. I had just decided not to bother with it anymore and just concentrate on myself and the children and my degree when I got an invite from someone whose profile I'd been matched with a few times before. I'd seen this lady's profile and I hadn't done anything about it previously because A, she lived too far away for it really to be practical and B, she was clearly so far out of my league that it seemed almost rude to approach her. But here she was, making the first move. I studied the photos on her profile a little bit more carefully. They were most clearly taken at a wedding or similar event. She was stunning. Her profile was erudite and gently humorous. She was French, and at the time I think there were huge queues at Dover, I seem to remember, from strikes on the French side, so her profile had a, a kind of funny apology for that, which I thought was cute. So we communicated by email for a while, then by message, and finally by phone call. It, it turned out her making the first move wasn't a slip of the keyboard, as I wondered it might have been. We got on well, so we decided to meet. That meeting nearly didn't happen. 
She was due to get the train to the station near my university, but about half an hour beforehand, she called to say that all the trains had been cancelled. I must admit, part of me was expecting that phone call, but it turned out to be completely true. Cows on the line. Literally, some cows had broken through a fence. I believe one had been hit by a train, which is tragic. I mean, you couldn't make it up. So in the end, I drove to meet her and we got on immediately. Uh, Very soon we were a couple. In fact, soon enough for her to get a refund from the dating agency because she was still in their cooling off period. Anyway, it must have gone well. We celebrate our sixth wedding anniversary this year. I did well at uni, largely because I worked hard at it all the way through. Here is not the place to brag about my achievements. I'll save that for my CV, but suffice to say I did as well as I could. I hadn't given a huge amount of thought as to what I would do after my degree. I did consider postgraduate study. I was even invited to discuss a PhD sponsorship by one of my lecturers, which was nice. But the money had nearly run out and I needed to get a job, really. I applied for all sorts of positions, mainly in the area of marketing and social media. And despite one of the applications even being to the business school I'd just graduated from, and even one of my referees being the former head of said business school, I failed to get a single interview after nearly two months of solid trying. And I really did try. I treated my job hunt as a full-time role. I was adjusting my CV to focus on areas the person specifications of the jobs I was going for highlighted. And some of the online application forms are huge. Anyone going through that now, you know, you have my sympathies because um, they're massive some of them. I remember one for the Food Standards Agency took me a whole day to complete. I got a rejection email within 24 hours of sending it off. Mind you, that was better than most. In most cases, I heard absolutely nothing. It all started to be a bit disheartening. Way back when I first considered the idea of university, but rejected it due to lack of funds, the reason for it had been to get into teaching. So figuring that madness is to continue doing the same thing repeatedly but expecting different results, I stopped applying for jobs and I signed up for a couple of get into teaching events. One of them was an evening presentation to get into primary teaching. That's elementary school if you're in the US. The other was at a high school some distance away. But this was a whole day in the business department, meeting the head of department and the other business teachers and interacting with the children in lessons. I hit it off right away with the head of business, a laid back and smiley chap who had genuine passion and interest in his subject. I know you'd expect this, but... uh, Unfortunately, it's not always the case. And there were a couple of other very experienced teachers in the department. Even better with the children, I just really enjoyed interacting with them. You know, finding out what they were doing and helping them. You know, teenagers get a pretty bad rap, but most of them are great. They're just like the rest of us, except with an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex, which means that some of them do daft stuff from time to time. Anyway, I volunteered to come back the following week and I stayed for four days. I ended up training to be a teacher there. The journey time turned out to be only about 40 minutes on a good day. And I was fortunate enough uh, to secure a permanent salaried position with them when I qualified a year later. Anyway, that appears to be quite a good place to pause and, and continue the final part of my story in two weeks' time. 
As a bit of a teaser, I will say there are two rather rapid promotions and a mental health crisis to come, as well as, of course, another Phoenix from the Flames rejuvenation. In that episode, I'll also be able to reveal an exciting development coming up for this podcast, so watch this space, as they say. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the other side.